right? The message for this evening, the week before the Thanksgiving holiday, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. The admonitions from Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in word or in deed, do it all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, giving thanks constantly through him to God, our Father. In the book of see, Psalms, here it mentions here to praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. Note the word here that we are to accent to praise and to give thanks. They're not the same, praising and giving thanks. Sometimes we can give praise, but we're not thankful. Our lot in life might be so full of suffering and pain, we just don't feel like being thankful. Other times, we're thankful for things that God gives us, but we don't praise him until he does something good for us. And then we don't even think about God. But we ought to praise and give thanks to the Lord for he is one. He is good and his mercy endures forever. And when we think about all the mighty acts of the Lord, what he has done for his people down through the ages. Well, we, we can't even begin to declare all the wonderful things. And if we learn from them and obey them and apply them to our lives, we truly will be happy. The word blessed here is a word that means happy. Happy are those who keep justice and he who does righteousness at all times. That doesn't mean we are perfect. But his intent is to always do what is right, regardless of people around us, like it or not. We do what's proper in the sight of God. In doing so, this is how we praise God. But praising God is not the same as thanking God. When we praise God, we're not thanking him for what he has done. We're thanking him, see, for being what he is. And he has many things here. There are many titles and descriptions used for God in both the Old and New Testament. We know that he is kind, a loving God, not an angry, vengeful, oppressive God, but a kind God who have our best interests at heart. He's a merciful God, which means he will show us mercy if we show mercy to others and if we are kind and thoughtful to others. He is also see, a provider, which means that when we think about this Thanksgiving season, the shelter over our head, uh, the comfort of the thermostat, the warm blanket and the food we're about to partake of, and the company of a family and loved ones that we share, we must understand that there are many who does not know the Lord and are not very thankful because they feel that they have very little. But he does provide means for us. And if we avail ourselves of those means, truly we can say we are thankful for his loving care for us. And he's a sustainer. There's so many times when we're down and out, heartaches in life, 
disappointment. But there's been times I know probably all of you, if not now, sooner or later, there'll be times when you're so down, you're going to wonder, how can I possibly get through this mess that I'm in? But yet God will sustain us if we allow him to sustain us. It's like a person. If you're down and someone's trying to help you to your feet, if you let the person help you to your feet, he can do so. But if you fight him, if he tried to pick you up by the arm and you kick him, you, you push his hand away, then it's hard for him to sustain you if we refuse to allow him to be the sustainer. God is love. Through God, we learn how to love our fellow man, even those who are not very lovable people. We love them nonetheless. And he, by doing so, taught us what perfect love is. We know he's comforter. He's able to comfort us in deep sorrows. When we feel that our heart is broken, we just can't take another step. When we lost a loved one, when we went through health problems, he's able to comfort us and to let us know that he is with us. And he is savior. Uh, God is able to provide the one thing that makes it all worthwhile, all worthwhile, all worthwhile. And that is the promise that what we do on this earth is not the end. But there is a, a reward for those who follow his way. That he can save us from the jaws of death and from punishment through eternity. So he's able to save us when we cannot save ourselves or others. He is able to do that. Amen. Truly, he is the wonderful God. And when we look at the Psalms, they're characterized by both praise and thanksgiving. In fact, most of the Psalms are characterized by praise or thanksgiving or both. But so many people, when they look at the calendar, they say, oh, Thanksgiving Day is coming again. Heartaches, oh, dishes to wash, noisy company. Oh, I don't know if I can put up with another Thanksgiving. And then when the, all the guests say thank you and they walk away, they leave you with a mess like a whirlwind or a tornado went through the house and left it with such a disarray. And they wonder if they could get through this. And others who are much less uh, fortunate than those who are fortunate to have a house to have, that they can mess up or to have family and friends they could visit. There are many people who are homeless, people who are starving, people who are living under persecution. Now, almost every country in the world have a Thanksgiving day. They don't always have it on the same day, but because of the historic tradition and the beauty of the American Thanksgiving, uh, the one day that is most commonly chosen for Thanksgiving in the world is the same one as ours. And that is around November the 27th, 26th, or roughly around there. Other countries may have a different time, but ours coincide with what most of the world is having if they celebrate Christmas, I mean, Thanksgiving at all. But 
sadness can happen during this, especially during this time of pandemic. So many people have lost their jobs, lost their businesses. Some of our favorite retailer, favorite restaurants have closed their doors forever, so it seems. And people wonder how can they possibly get through this pandemic with enough money to survive? What is there to be thankful for? Or people may have heard bad news from the doctor that they might have an ailment that portends bad news, something that's very fearful. Or perhaps if someone you trusted broke your trust, uh, if your husband walked out on you, if your wife cheated on you, uh, abandoned the family, a boyfriend or a girlfriend breakup, so many things where someone promised that they will do good by you and they break that trust. How horrible it is and how difficult it is to regain that trust. Can we still be thankful despite such things? Well, there are many reasons why we may find it hard, hard to give thanks. And every day we find new reasons that we can be unhappy. And even on Thanksgiving Day, they can come. So envy successful people. We're Christians, but we are always brooding. We're sulking. We find ways to get even or revenge on others. We're Christians, but we're self-centered. It's all about me. We're very argumentative. We just like to get into a good fight and criticize. Well, we feel frustrated and instead of leaning upon God, we just feel like giving up. We, th we are pessimists instead of optimists. We don't want to change. We hate our jobs and we just feel so stressed. Now, we can find many reasons to be unhappy. I want you to start during this season to think of many reasons to be happy, to be an optimist. Find things that you love about others. How to be happy with what you have. Be thankful when others do well. Love your job. Find things you can see good in it. Maybe not the job itself, but maybe the people you're with. And find ways to de-stress as it is. How, you might say. Well, no easy answer here. There is a way, though that we can get through even the darkest episodes of life, like Job did when he lost all his fortune and his family, the darkest episode of his life. But his faith sustained him. We can choose to be thankful. Benjamin Franklin, I recall when I was a young Christian, I was recently baptized at Pepperdine. I read the wonderful story about Benjamin Franklin how he and his friend was walking down the street and a young man see, um, was selling paper and Benjamin Franklin asked, uh, paper please? And the young man just grabbed and just thrust in his face and didn't even look up at him. And then Benjamin Franklin gave him the money and the young man didn't even say thank you. And a partner that's walking up Benjamin Franklin says, I don't know why you put up with that. Uh, I would scold a young man for being so disrespectful. 
And Benjamin Franklin says, I made it a principle in my life not to let people control me by what they say, to learn to act and not to react. So he did not turn, I mean, he turned the other cheek. It's like a person who will cut you off while they're driving. There's some people when they cut you off and they swear at you and you swear back at them and you try to car race at them. Oh, how dangerous that can be. Learn to be a person that if someone cuts you off, you just ignore it. And you could say to yourself, if that person wants to be foolish enough to do something dangerous like that, that's his problem, not my problem. I'm not going to let it become my problem. In Philippians chapter four, verse four to seven, in the Good News translation, uh, John, can you read that for us? Sure. Uh, may you always be joyful in your union with the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Show a gentle attitude towards everyone. The Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. But in all your prayers, ask God for what you need, always asking him with a thankful heart. And God's peace, which is far beyond human understanding, will keep your hearts and minds safe in union with Jesus uh, Christ. All right. This is the peace that will reside in our heart, that will give you happiness, which is far beyond human understanding, and keep you close to Jesus if you show a gentle attitude towards others and not to worry excessively. There are things we need to worry about. No doubt about that, but don't worry excessively. All right. So one of the most important things we can ever say to God is, thank you, God. It's a habit that we should instill in our young children, in our young adults, in uh, old people like us. Always remember the magic word to say thank you and to say, I mean, say please and to say thank you. We should always show thank yous and appreciation to our teachers, our ministers, to police officers, parents, grandparents, neighbors, anyone who uh, does something for us. Everyone deserves respect because they are in the image of God. That is a habit that we should develop to give thanks. Because when we give thanks to God, we usually respond to specific gifts or blessings that God has, has given us through different people in our lives. So there's different ways. Now here's a transparency I used from last year's sermon to remember God. The first way to show true thanksgiving to God is to think about him, talk about him, meditate upon, share him with others. It's impossible to give gratitude to God if we never think about him or speak of him. So when we remember God, we are choosing to think, speak, and act as if he would have us do, as if he's with us in the same room. We can study the Bible to help us remember to give thanksgiving to God. One way is to look in the Bible to see all things. There's so many things to be thankful for. Here's the good news translation here. Despite all of our ups and downs, we can give thanks for God's unfailing goodness. Even if things are going not our way, even if we had a bad day, God is working all things good for those who love him. So we need to be thankful to God for just being God. In the same way, we need to show due respect 
to our parents just because they're our parents. Even if mom or dad isn't always as nice to us as we would like them to be, we owe them respect. We need to show respect to our teachers and others, be thankful to them for caring for us, taking the time to teach us. Even if he or she didn't call on us when we raised our hand or they made a mistake in grading a paper. We should be thankful to God ever more so for just simply because he is God. In Psalm 30 in the middle here, we read about David who thanked God for hearing him, for being with him. In Psalm 30 verse 4 and 5, we're going to read verse 1 to 4, is a call to praise. Is rooted not only in the action of God, but in his character. Let's read this here. Um, uh, Danny, uh, would you like to read for us uh, this scripture from Psalm 30, verse 1 to 4? Yes, I'd be happy to. Thank you. Indicating um, the house of David, uh, 30. I will extol you, O Lord. For you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O oh Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O oh Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy. Hi. Right. Here, we, yeah. here we see, read a scripture of David who said that, hey, uh, I was surrounded by people who hated me, who, who wished and prayed that I would be dead. But you have not let them kill me. Thank you, Lord. So he is thankful for what uh, God's protection from him. And because of that, he sing praise to the Lord and give thanks at all these wonderful things. And Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. And this is the promise that God has given us. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. This is a key. Now, uh, is it okay to wish for a raise, a promotion, a nicer car? Of course it is. But your, your attitude should be, I'm content with the job. And if I earn a promotion, I would desire it. If I earn a higher salary, I desire it. If I save up enough and did not waste my money, I would like to have a nicer car, a bigger house. But you should be content with things such as, well, I'm happy with my job. I'm, I, I don't desire a higher job. It is too much politics. Uh, I, I don't deserve it. I'm not qualified, for example. So be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? But it's important that we remember, there is a difference between praising God and thanking God. Praise is complimenting God for what he truly is. Savior, kind, loving, comforter, protector, sustainer, 
uh, all these wonderful things we read earlier. But we can acknowledge all those things, but feel that God's not even in our life. Thanksgiving is to give thanks specifically to God for what he has done for me in my life. God has given me a wonderful wife, given me wonderful children, grandchildren, a family. I've been blessed with a very meaningful job occupation. There's much to be thankful for. And I'm thankful for the opportunity of service. Lord, give me more opportunities to serve thy kingdom. Give me more years in thy service so that I could share the good news with others. Because you've been more gracious to me than I ever deserve. All right. And also here, we need to have an attitude of God. Here's another frame that I used from last year. It's so good I had to use it again. So we have to understand that as we show gratitude to others, all right, people show gratitude to us. And when others help or serve us, they too are serving God. In that way, when we express our gratitude to those who serve us, we're indirectly showing thanksgiving to God for giving us such friendships and uh, co-workers and contacts who can encourage us and lift us when we are down. Well, I, and we could acknowledge these things by doing simple things to say thank you. Uh, my wife just recently bought me uh, a, a little nice carry bag that says that teachers are an inspiration. And when I read this, I said, oh, I, I felt so touched by it. I gave my wife uh, a big kiss just for thinking of me. Sometimes just sending a little card or even a little smile or a wave of the hand or look back to say, I acknowledge you in my life that you are someone special to me. And here's one that I've used last year as well. And that is understand that studies have shown by the American Red Cross and others indicating, for example, people who do volunteer work not for money, but just for the sake and joy of serving others. They are happier, they live longer. Uh, in high school, I had a friend of mine who went to school with me and he told me upon graduation, because I, my first year as a freshman at Cal State LA, I did volunteer work. I did volunteer work at the LA County General Hospital at the Burn Ward and at the Braille Institute. And this friend of mine said to me, he would never volunteer. He said that his time is too valuable to waste just doing volunteer work. And it's sad for me to hear him say that. But when a person shows gratitude, it shields you from negativity. It's he creates these uh, endorphins and uh, positive uh, chemistry in your brain that makes you happier, more cheerful, rewiring your brain, makes you at least 25% happier. It minimizes stress. It heals, improves sleep, boosts self-esteem, makes you a much more attractive person that people like to be around, improves relationships. So let us all have these qualities and aim for 
developing them. So we need to obey God's commandments. If everything else fails, just follow the instruction and God will bless you. God gave us everything that we need, everything that we have, everything that uh, we will need even in the future to live a happy life if we avail ourselves of his gifts. The only thing we have to do is to obey him. It's like a parent who give, I tell a child, I will give you this, but you need to clean the dishes first. Well, a parent who gives them the thing, and even when the child is disrespectful and doesn't clean the dishes, is teaching some bad habits. God is not like that. God knows what's best for us. We need to obey his commandments, the Bible. Okay. And we need to serve others, as I mentioned. The power of volunteerism. One of the most profound ways in which we can truly give thanks to God is to do good. As he has done to us, we pay it forward and do good to others. Yes, it may take some sacrifice and time, but if you plan, it, it need not interfere with school. It need not interfere with work. It need not interfere with a family life if you budget your time right in serving others. Booker T. Washington, the famous um, uh, African-American statesman and scientist wrote, I began learning long ago that those who are happiest are those who do the most for others. I would agree with that. I'm sure the Lord Jesus Christ would agree with that as well. But when all see, seems lost, we can still find reasons to thank God. There's still good news. If we can look beyond the rain clouds, just know that there is a silver lining. And that is that we have the prospects of eternal life. Think about how Jesus must have felt in the Garden of Gethsemane as he was uh, suffering with the horrible thought of betrayal and the prospects of crucifixion. And how do you think Peter must have fought when Jesus told him that he will suffer fate similar to the Lord's fate, meaning that he will be crucified himself? Or Paul, who, as he waited, knowing that he was going to have his head chopped off. Can you imagine the fear of it all? I'm sure it'll make all of us just shudder if we're ever in his position here. But we must not be blinded by the prospect of that, by the greater prospects that we will be with our Lord in heaven. And I believe in that. In Romans 7, verse 22 to 25, Paula, how about you read for us? Romans chapter 7, verses 22 to 25a. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind. And bringing, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this, blood, from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay, amen. There's good news. Uh, as I'm getting older and older and my wife and I would be more frail, Tai Chi sure helps. <laughs> but... Uh, we're not the same as when we were young. 
but I have that promise of eternal life. Julie O'Brien, would you like to read the next one? Were you able to get the camera adjusted? Corinthians 15, 55 to 58. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Uh, I, I think of... Uh, the picture of Iwo Jima, when the uh, American Marines stormed the island of Iwo Jima, and they saw so many of their comrades uh, shot dead. But when they planted the flag, the American flag of victory, uh, they knew that the victory was theirs. And even though they gave their lives, it was to know that the cause of freedom uh, would continue on that their labor was not in vain. In the same way, we must realize there's some things worth in life for us to sacrifice for. And that's the sacrifice service, uh, in, sacrifice in the service of humanity and service of thy kingdom. And that is to tell others about the good news of Jesus Christ. And that if we do so, our labor is not in vain. He gave us the victory, the victory over sin and death that freedom will continue, freedom from death itself. All right. We should see, uh, work so hard at practicing the vertical habit of looking up to God and praying and saying thank you to God. But we should also remember to praise God for simply being who he is. Only by thanking him and praising him for who he is and what he has done can we become what St. Augustine a picture you have here, St. Augustine in front of his library and desk, who said that his aim is that every Christian should be an alleluia from head to toe, head to foot. Alleluia means praise be to God. I want people to look at us. I want people to look at you and see you and praise God. I thank God for you in my life. I thank you, God, for uh, Paula in my life. I thank you, God, for Ed in my life. I thank you, God, for giving me Julie in my life. I thank you, God, for bringing Brian and Julian into my life. I thank you and for each of you to say to every single person that you meet. And if your life can be such a way that your coworkers, your patients, your clients, uh, your students, uh, people you meet along the way, people who serve you in the grocery stores, at the post office, can say, hallelujah, praise be to God for knowing you. So if we can live a life like that, to praise God and be thankful in our attitude, this is what St. Augustine said will give us true happiness in life. I want to see, wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. Please come join us for Tai Chi if you can. We're having a wonderful time. We have Ed and Paula there regularly. Loan, see uh, as often as she's able to make it. Danny and others. Uh, John, it's, it's great to have you guys here. In conclusion, 
Philippians 4.8. Good news translation. In conclusion, my friends, fill your minds with those things that are good and that deserve praise. Things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and honorable. Because if we do these things here, we can truly be thankful. I want us all to, as I read this out, this prayer, I want you at home to say it out loud in the presence of your family or friends, to say in English or Chinese, follow along as I say this prayer. Lord, we thank you for all your gifts and we praise you for all your glory. Thank you for hearing us when we call to you. Help us to give you glory in everything we do. Amen.